Hey, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm live from Nam with artist Allie Handel. Hi, Allie. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm good. So, Allie, um, you are so adept at releasing music and putting it out into the world and getting people involved in what you do. Can you share what you ha- what you're working on right now? Yeah. Well, thank you, Laura. By the way, <laughs> um, well, I come from a background of being an independent artist. I released three albums on my own, and then my last record was released by a small independent label. And now I'm working on new music where I'm going to be releasing a song a month for the next five months, and then probably recording a live record um, at the end of this year, and um, kind of seeing how that goes. I've never released just a song a month, and I I think it's going to be a pretty fun experiment. Do you, are, do you have the songs all ready to go, or are you going to be working on them as you go? Um, a little bit of both. I have all the basic tracks done, so all the drums and um, and bass are done for all the songs. We do them all in, in one session. But uh, I've been recording guitars and vocals and whatever else the songs need, kind of one by one. So the first song is finished, and we're going to finish the second one hopefully within a couple of weeks. And I'm trying to give myself some lead time. Like, I'm not releasing the first song for another month because I want to take time to actually plan and have a strategy for releasing it which is something new to me (laughs) as an indie artist sometimes we fly by the seat of our pants so much that you know we don't really take the time to just step back and plan it my goal is to make things easier so I'm hoping to put a release plan um, kind of on paper for myself and then follow it for the first release see what works well and tweak what doesn't and just follow that plan for the next month and kind of tweak it as I go so that I can learn how to be more effective and not kind of waste energy trying to reinvent the wheel every time I'm releasing something. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, because a lot of us come from an artistic background and ground and not necessarily like a marketing background, for example, you know, we might not do things like, you know, test yeah, stuff or systematically like, like, like I sort yeah. of like tweak yeah. it up or you know yes. just figure out what target segment is responding to this language or what have you so good for you once you um do tweak that strategy are you going to share any um, any yeah, I'm, I'm an open book information with the world <laughs> absolutely we might need to interview you again and see what worked and what didn't work yes absolutely yeah i mean one of the things that i love about the community of fellow independent artists and really fellow artists in general is just sharing things uh, with each other so that we can all help each other because I, I feel like we're all in this together. You know, and the better that I do, the better you're going to do. And the better you do, the better I'm going to do. And, you know, we can kind of raise our game simultaneously. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, that old adage where it's not like, it's not a pie. You no, know, it's like, not a zero-sum game. It's not a zero-sum no. game. We can all win. And, I know? mean, I've had this experience. So, so there's another artist that I have toured with for many, many years as her guitar player and background singer, uh, Cindy Alexander. And her fans love me and my fans love her. And so we've both been able to increase our fan base just by working together, uh, you know, on different projects. And, you know, primarily I'm backing her up live. Um, and it's and she's taught me a lot yeah. over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. And so it's really, I think, how I like to work the most is helping each other out. I think it's mind blowing, too, when you work with somebody else and you, you know, they're like, hey, you know, 
let's go do this. And you're like, oh, what? I never would have thought of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, She's done some interesting things. She was sponsored. So one of her fans, and I think a lot of indie artists operate this way. I know I certainly do. We go along with the opportunities we get based on who our fans are. So one of her fans managed a Hyundai um, dealership back east. So whenever we would go back east, we would go into the dealership with our acoustic guitars and sing for the people who were working just to like, you know, make their day better. Right. And then we do a video. We'd put it up, you know, on our Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. We'd also do videos like while we were driving, you know, like the person not driving would be taking the video, but we'd make it funny. We'd sing, we'd, you know, she'd interview me, whatever. And people would get to see that and we'd tag Hyundai and she got the free car for the tour. So, you know, I mean, we use whatever we can to get, you know, and they loved it. I mean, it it was a win-win for everybody involved. You know, it's interesting because I work with brands a lot in the music, music instrument space, especially, but I think they're always looking for something cool to do too. And I I do think that there's a lot of opportunity out there that people don't necessarily tap into because they're afraid like... Oh, they won't want to hear from me. or Well, and I think generally that's true because usually artists approach a company with what can you do for me? And that's the wrong way to approach them. You know, if you can come up with an idea of what you can do for them, which is also going to be enlightened self-interest for yourself. That's a really great way to approach a company. And I always try to approach a company having thought a little bit in advance, like, you know, do they want more women endorsers, you know, say if they're a guitar company or accessories or or what have you, or what can I do to help them? Maybe I can, you know, do a regular YouTube series if they'll sponsor it, you know, and that'll get, that'll help me with my goal of producing content every week. And maybe it'll also help me with some income and it'll help them align themselves with you know a female musician who's out there every single week creating new content that's branded with that company yeah and i think it's interesting you know when i meet with companies i always you know i'm always talking about here's what we're doing with the women's international music network this this and this but i always make sure that i stop and say you know what are your goals for this year like what are you trying to accomplish like how can we you know work together so that we're all like elevate elevating each other and i think that you know as artists if you approach it in that way too you know that's that there's there's now i always think about that two places to play like you said you go to a car dealership and just play like there's just like so i many mean it's not glamorous it's not things. glamorous but no, you save but... a lot of money if you get your car paid for <laughs> yeah. when you're touring you know i mean you know a lot of the stuff i mean it, it's so true a lot of the stuff that we do especially as independent artists but i don't know i'm guessing maybe even as signed artists you know sometimes it's not glamorous especially in the beginning and you know you're paying your dues I mean I've been doing this for a long time and I still am sometimes paying my dues but if you look at it as an opportunity to perform connect with fans I mean sometimes it's hard to keep a positive outlook but I think that's key to longevity is always trying as much as possible to create win-win situations with other people so they want to help you and then you can help them you know otherwise it it does get very isolating and lonely and difficult so i know that for your last album you got signed to an indie label like can you share a little bit about how did that change how you released that album from doing it completely on your own yeah it was interesting i mean so for that record, they had a publicist and I had never worked with a publicist. So that was that was great. Um, of course, I had built up my own relationships with, you know, places like Guitar Player Magazine and things like that. But she had other 
uh, kind of avenues to release my music or, or to make people aware of it, not to release it. So they, you know, they, they paid some money for that. They had a radio promoter. And actually, the, the way I got signed was this radio promoter heard my record and said, you should really be releasing this on a label so that you can you know, have some radio promo. So, um, so those are things I had never experienced before. And it was nice. It was, it was nice going on tour and getting, you know, in a couple of instances, I actually had the experience of press in a, you know, in a small town where there was nothing else to do, bringing people out to the show. And that was something I had not experienced before. Like, you know, and it doesn't really happen as much in the bigger cities, at least for me, but in a small town where there's not a lot to do, if you are like in the entertainment section with big photo and then you're on the radio there, it's, it's a big deal, you know? So that was, that was really helpful, but it was interesting just being on a label, like you give up control of certain things. So like I wasn't able to license music through my regular channels because I temporarily for the for the life of this contract, which was, you know, I think is a couple more years on it until all the rights get reverted back to me. Um, I, I don't get to control who licenses my music. So, you know, I have certain avenues that I've developed over my own career that I can't really utilize. So it's interesting. It takes some of the control out of your hands. And that's something to think about, you know, but on the other hand, for me, after having been an independent artist for so long, it was really validating just for my, from a pure ego standpoint, it was really nice to work with someone who really believed in me, you know, regardless of how effective it, it was, it was something that I can say, okay, I've done that now next time if I do that ever again the dollars and cents have to make sense it's not just about like oh maybe they can get me out a little more it's like okay how much money are you going to put behind it and is it more than I can raise myself because if not there's no point in giving up control well you check that off your list you I got did. on the label yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah right but I mean, and there's a lot to be said for working with people who um, who believe in you mm-hmm. and like, you know, taking uh, some piece of the burden. Absolutely. They had a great graphic yeah. designer. I yeah. didn't have to do any of that stuff. And they did a great job. Yeah. I mean, they did a really good job. So can you share a little bit about um, your new music? Has your um, has your approach to writing evolved? Are you doing something in a similar vein to what you did with the last album? I don't think I've yeah. probably not heard. You any haven't heard of any of the new stuff. So, like well, new. so it was interesting. So yeah. the the last record, you know, I've we've known each other for a long time, and I started out really as a rock chick yeah. artist, you know, yeah. lead guitar, blah, you and know, a, and a great guitar player. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, so so two of my first three records were full on rock, and the of course the middle one was acoustic, which is very schizophrenic, and you can do that as an independent artist, but it might not be super smart. Uh, but for the fourth record, I was really focused on song songwriting. So we really produced it in a way that was much more singer songwriter as a kind of genre. You know, I put a little bit of guitar in there for my fans that I was bringing along, but it's really interesting. Since I released the record, I've released a a couple singles in the last um, year. And one of them got on this Spotify playlist called new blues. And just because really it has a slide guitar in it. Really, I think that's why. I mean, so it's kind of rock. It's kind of rock, blues, blues, whatever. And um, that was really great for me. And I realized, oh my gosh, as a guitar player, you know, and I'm I'm not 20, and I'm I'm not even 30. I'm older. And as a guitar player who is older than 20 or 30, it's really cool to put myself in this genre of more of a blues 
place because first of all, either in, as a singer songwriter or as a blues artist, really you just get more and more authentic as you get older. You know, there's no, there's no too old for blues. Like that doesn't even exist. Right. I mean, yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah. The older, the better in the blues. Right. And the blues, right. you know, the older, the more haggard you are, the it's better. More, it's, it's more great. real. You've been around. It's real for sure. It's really real. So, so that appealed to me. And also as a guitar player, you know, I first learned how to play guitar by learning the blues. So I've really kind of, since the success with that single, and kind of thinking about, okay, where do I want to go for the next 10 years in my career? I'd like to put myself out there and I really want to tour more. And there's a lot of great opportunities if you're a blues artist. Um, sometimes it's, I find it's really important to be able to kind of put yourself in a musical niche. I know as artists, we don't like to really pigeonhole ourselves, but someone's going to pigeonhole you. So if you do it, at least you go where you want to go. As a blues artist, I think there's more festivals to be able to play um and just more opportunities really you know even singer songwriter is a huge genre and i never really fit there because i was way more rock more funk oriented you know i'm not exactly i'm not a traditional blues artist by any means but my stuff you definitely a little comes flavor a little, a little flavor. flavor you know there's a little slide <laughs> guitar this you know so it's it's been an interesting kind of journey musically, but, you know, it's something that I enjoy. And I, you know, and as an artist, you know, nobody wants to put out the same record over and over again. I mean, it's just super yeah. boring. So. So are you saying that the um, more of your new stuff is going to be more bluesy? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Very bluesy. Yeah. Cool. It's, fun. it's funny. I was talking to Mindy Bear a couple of days ago about the blues and how I feel like my sense is that the blues is like the. I don't know. It's becoming more prevalent. Like I it's think so becoming, too. And, and especially women yes. in, in the blues genre. Samantha Fish. Yeah. Lark and Poe is one of I my know, favorite bands. Oh, they're so amazing. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I just see these women who are just contributing in their own unique way to that genre. And it's, it's really refreshing and exciting and so fun to see live. Yeah. And that's, that's where I just, yeah. And I have such a great band. I just want to get out there with them so much more. It's, you know, I traditionally have toured just by myself and I can do it, but it's a completely different experience for myself and the audience. And I know my audience, they want to see me shred, you know, a little bit, yeah, you know, and I don't, bit. you know, I, I don't, that's okay too. They, they want to see me shred a lot. I don't, that's not really my, but I, but to be able to do that, you, it's hard to do that solo acoustically. Yeah. It's so much easier to do that on electric guitar with a rhythm section. It's and just, the blues, you can take that anywhere. You really can. can you be really can. On yeah. a different night. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. I want to see you playing live electric Yeah. Kick we're going to have to organize blues. something. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Can you share a little bit about what like, what your like go-to gear setup is these days and, you know, what guitars you're playing? Yeah, right now I am playing a lot of my uh, Gibson Les Paul. It's like a nine, 1996 Les Paul classic plus. I love it. Um, and my telly. It's a custom shop telly from Fender. And I just got this Fender Blues Junior. It's a small 40 watt amp. Is it 40 watts? How many watts is it? It might even be fewer than 40 watts. And so it, it weighs 40 pounds, which is really attractive to me because I can carry it around. But it sounds amazing. And uh, I've been using that quite a bit lately. 
Um, and I'm, about, I'm in the process of redoing my, my pedal board, but I've just connected with an amazing company called Cordial Cables, and I've been using their cables for everything. They're really high quality. Awesome. That's yeah. great. And D'Addario strings, of course. Yes. I've, I've used them forever, and I love them. Yeah. And the people at D'Addario The people are, are so amazing. Cool yeah. And awesome to work with. Yeah. Can you, I, I just want to talk about this for a minute. Like, can you share, I, I am so impressed with how you market your music. Like I'm friends with you on Facebook and I've seen your Facebook ads and the, how they like pull people in and get, get them to interact with like what you're doing. And I just love how innovative and forward thinking you've Thank been you. with, with how you market your music. So how did you, how did you learn how to do that? And can you share a little bit of advice in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been studying marketing for musicians, especially online marketing um, for several years now. And there's a lot of people out there doing it right now. My favorite place to go to learn this stuff is a website called Indopreneur. Indopreneur.io. Um, and the way you spell that is I N D E P R, let's see, Indopreneur, like entrepreneur, P R E N E U R.io. <laughs> and I feel like they are very up to date and very practical and hands on with their advice. And they really have the right attitude. Like they just, they want to create like an army of a million super successful independent artists. And I think that's just incredible. And I also feel like the way they teach their, with their videos is just so easy to digest. And this stuff is so hard for so many musicians. Like it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And even if you, you know, if you sign up for this entrepreneur, it's a monthly membership. And I think right now it's like 40 bucks a month, which is way underpriced for what they offer. But you will log in and then you'll see all the courses they have like Spotify and how to do Facebook ads and all this kind of stuff. It can be completely overwhelming. But the thing that I like to say, and I try to take this advice myself is just focus on one thing at a time. Oh, another, another piece of advice that I just, okay. Book, this book is the one thing. And I forget who the author is, but just Google the one thing. And the whole principle of this book is what is the one thing you can do either in your life or your career or whatever you're looking to improve? What is the one thing that will make everything else either unnecessary or easier? So for me as an independent Ooh. artist, yes, it's, it's changed my life. If you just look at everything, everything Give that me way, an example, example yeah. in my music career, the, my one thing is getting more fans because the more fans I have, the more likely, first of all, if I really wanted another label deal, like a better one, maybe that with more money and all this kind of stuff, more marketing, blah, blah, blah. The more fans I have, the more attractive I am to anybody who wants to work with me. The number one thing for me and and the more freedom I have to not go with anybody to just support myself by selling my fans, my merch and my membership and all this kind of stuff. Um, so for me, the number one thing fans make everything either easier or unnecessary you know if if you want if you have fans and you're Ani DeFranco and you don't want a major label deal you don't need them you don't you don't need them uh, anybody so to me like that's an example of something that makes everything else easier or unnecessary I love that idea I've got to really think about that for my own yeah <laughs> and it, it applies to anything that you do like what's the one thing like if there's anything else that you want to you know if you're you know 
dating or whatever. What's the one thing I can do that'll make, you know, everything. I, I don't know. Dating's a terrible example. Yeah, a hard, <laughs> yeah, a I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I've been dating get out of the house. like decades. Get out of, so get out of the house. Yeah. Just get out of the house. The one thing you can do just is just get out, get out of the house. house. There you go. <laughs> No matter what, you're, right. getting, you're going out. Right. <laughs> you're not going to meet anybody in your living room. Yeah. Well, you might online. But yeah, but no. Not, yeah, but no. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, that's some really cool thoughts. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, so what's what's next for you? Are you going to be touring? Are you going to be playing around? I'm hoping to. Yeah. I, I have, you know, right now I don't have a booking agent, but that's one of the things I'm looking to connect with. Is Do you know, like every single person says to me, I wish I knew a good booking agent. I know, agent. everyone. So if you're listening to this and, and you, you want to be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a friend here who's like saying, no, you don't need a booking <laughs> right. agent. Don't do that. <laughs> they don't exist. They really don't good exist. booking agent. If there was a good booking agent out there in the world, you would get so much business. Like, <laughs> exactly. so hit me up if you're like amazing. Well, so that. what I'm doing right now is, uh, so I have a, uh, an assistant who I work with and he's right now researching places that I want to play Maybe he could become a booking festivals agent. <laughs> yeah well he's he's basically becoming my personal booking agent you know and I mean this is kind of the idea that I had like you know I wanted I was like well what if I had a manager what if I had you know I'm not I'm not making enough money through my gigs at this point for someone to want to take 10 or 20 percent it doesn't make any sense for them to earn a living what if I just paid them hourly or paid them a set amount per month and like because the most important thing is that they have connections they've had for 20 years. That's really what you're paying for. And if if you could pay them what they feel like, something that they would feel like is worth it for them, maybe a commission plus an hourly. And maybe it's not for, it's, obviously, I'm not going to be able to pay somebody for a full-time job. But if they're freelancing or if I connect maybe with another artist who's similar and they can put together a package, I don't know. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but I'm just, my brain is kind of yeah, thinking that way. Because yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting time. That's for sure. <laughs> but the more fans you have, the more money you make, then the more someone's going to be interested in taking you on as a client. Right. You know? Okay. Your mission now is to get more fans, people. Yes. That's, well, that's my mission. <laughs> that's you, mission. Everybody has to decide what their own mission is. I mean, it might be to, you know, become the best producer you can be so you can license your music to more places you know if that's your focus then your one thing is going to be different because it doesn't matter generally how many fans you have in order to license music true i mean sometimes sometimes I mean, they do care which that is that might be more about, about production and connections absolutely yeah, yeah. especially yeah. production yeah yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. It's yeah, always it's awesome pleasure. to see you yeah. and to connect with you. And I'm stoked to hear about your new music. Can you share with the world here where people can find out more about you and your music? Yeah, just go to AllieHandel.com. That's A-L-I-H-A-N-D-A-L.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And everywhere. And everywhere. Everywhere the music, the music is, is. Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll put links in the description. Thanks, and Laura. Thanks so much, Allie. Great to talk to you. You too.